and welcome to the Free Range Buffalo. Break free from the herd. Today, on our ongoing pop and politics series, joining me, my partner in crime, Michael Morris. Good day, Michael. Good day, Bryce. How are you today? Well, I continue to be trapped in my basement and the world tries to beat me back into submission, but I continue to refuse to yield. Well, that's good. That's exactly what today's uh, episode's about. Yeah, it's uh, we're we're taking a look at what uh, one of America's great singer songwriters, Johnny Cash. Uh, for anyone who feels misunderstood, forgotten by those around or by the world at large, uh, and you don't know Johnny Cash, get into Johnny Cash. He is uh, he weaves many stories and he sings for the downtrodden, uh, to be sure. So. For today's uh, song, uh, yeah, we're taking a look at one of, uh, it's not his the most complex song. Matter of fact, musically, it's probably the most simple. It's uh, The Boy Named Sue, uh, which is a story of a, of a young man who had the misfortune of being named Sue uh, by his father, and he goes on this quest to find him and have vengeance. Um, so I'll, I'm going to play a clip. Uh, from the boy named Sue, and uh, we'll see uh, if anything can we, uh, if there's any relevance for our everyday. His gun, the poor man first, he stood there looking at me, and I saw him smile, and he said, son, this world is rough, and if a man's going to make it, he's got to be tough, and I know I wouldn't be there to help you along. So I give you that name and I said goodbye I knew you'd have to get tough or die And it's that name that helped to make you strong Yeah He said, now you just fought one hell of a fight And I know you hate me and you got the right to kill me now And I wouldn't blame you if you do But you ought to thank me before I die For the gravel in your guts and the spit in your eye Cause I'm the that named you Sue Because I'm the bleep that named you Sue. Yeah, so today's theme is resiliency. And when I listen to that, and so that particular recording is actually from uh, his recording in San Quentin uh, Prison in, uh, in California of some notoriety. And yeah, so here's, here's Johnny Cash, you know, before it was even popularized in the last presidential uh, election, uh, who was always fighting for the downtrodden, for the deplorables, uh, for those who uh, didn't have a voice. So he, he actually did a series of, uh, of songs and recordings where he'd sing in these prisons, uh, Folsom, uh, Folsom Prison Blues, uh, if you want to listen. And there's a real energy when, when you sing into these guys. You know, uh, there's a line in the, in the Boy Named Sue when he first confronts his father and he, and he looks and he goes, my name is Sue. How do you do? Now you're going to die. And the cheer in the crowd is electric, and it's, it's actually kind of terrifying. So why are we talking about the boy named Sue? Well, uh, because, as you heard in the song, his, uh, his dad named him that to toughen him up, to give him a little bit of resiliency as the, uh, the world can tend to knock you around. As, uh, you know, if you listen to that story, it's, it's illustrated so I guess on, on that note, Bryce, I'm going to ask, uh, 
What are some things that uh, you do? How, how do you build resiliency? And what are your thoughts around resiliency? Well, on that note of resiliency, I think the first thing you have to do is, is confront the, un, the uncomfortable and harsh truth that the world is not here to do you any favors. I think you have to. First thing you have to do is remove your the, the blinds of of blind optimism, of naivete, you know, this childlike idea that the world is here to and it owes you a favor. You know, I, I think the first time someone confronts real hardship, real suffering, if if that doesn't fit with their um, worldview, oftentimes they shatter because their their worldview is quite brittle. And what happens is, is he's first time you confront suffering, you say, "I don't deserve this. I, I didn't deserve to suffer." Why is it, why is this happening to me? And they shake their fist at the skies. Yeah, it's not about deserve. You know, the the sun shines and uh, on the just and unjust alike. It's this is nothing about deserving. The fact is, the, the world is not a happy place. It doesn't matter what worldview you, you subscribe to. Uh, it's not here to do you any favors. There's no unicorns riding down uh, rainbows. You know, there's the there's no man coming out who's going to just offer you up the world. You know, it's it's a harsh place. So what's, what, I, what I get when, you know, when uh, the father character in the song says, you know, I, you know, you got gravel in your guts and spit in your eye. You know, that you had to grow up hard. You had to confront the reality of the world was is going to be hard. And, you know, because his father wasn't going to be there around at all. The only thing he gave him was this name, and he knew that by being named Sue, having this um, this girl's name back in the uh, you know the early twentieth century, he would be mocked ruthlessly, and he'd have to he'd either have to stand up for himself or wither up and die. And so he he grew up tall, he grew up strong, and I think that's the first lesson: is you have to you have to look at the world, you know, remove the rose colored glasses and look at it a little uh, pragmatically. You know, the world's a wonderful and beautiful place, but if, if you're not prepared for it to come and slap you around from time to time, you, you're not going to be able to withstand it. Um, yeah. that's, that, <clears throat> that's a good good point. I think that uh, that is a first step to recognize that there, uh, the world will can bat you around and, and beat you up. And there's that cliche, uh, you know, focus on the things that you can control. Mm. And uh, I think, you know, rather than using that cliche, let's dive into it a little bit deeper. It's not about focusing on the things that you can control, but it's about keeping your agency. Mm, I think yep. that's a big thing. With and by focusing on the things in your control, you're taking responsibility for them, and by taking responsibility, you therefore own them, and you take back your agency in a world that maybe doesn't uh, seems um, uh, out to get you, maybe and things like that. So, so you're claiming back your little piece of the world mm. by focusing on those things and, and claiming your agency over, over those things that you can control, making them yours. I, I love that word agency. You know, we don't use that enough really uh, where, and what that is, when, when you say that to me, where, what that makes me think of, because when, when you're taking a look at the news and no, it doesn't matter what time you leave, whether we're trapped in these, these bubbles of isolation uh, due to, to a pandemic or whether it's, you know, war on the horizon or economic collapse. I mean, there's always a calamity. And when you're looking at, at the world, you're looking at through this macro lens of things you cannot control and they overwhelm you. You start getting possessed by um, anxiety. And, and just like you said, how do you get rid of that anxiety? It's by get, taking agency and taking a look, rather than taking a look out at the outer world first, 
take a look at what you can control realistically and start with those baby steps, you know, of what really is in your world. Because if the strength of the individual, I'm a, I'm a huge proponent. If everyone just focuses on what they control in their own little world, that's what you're responsible for first, you know, in, in when you start working, okay, well, what can I do? I can work out a bit. I can take care of my health, right? I can exercise. I can do that. I can clean up my, my room. I can clean up my house. I, I can set those things in order. The world may be chaotic outside these doors, but inside these doors, I can control that. I, you know, I, I have my beds made. I, you know, my, my table is, wa- you know, washed and cleaned and I've, you know, my, my dishes are put away. You know, th- these little things that when you're focused on the, on the big problems of the world, you don't take care of your little stuff and it, and it builds up. And when you don't, you don't take care of the little stuff, actually you you are less empowered and you feel more at ill at ease and able to take on the world. So it actually is like um, circles of competence, you know, these f- start small and building from there, you know, and you, at the individual, and then w- once you're sorted out, then you start building up. Okay. They, then your family and your loved ones, whoever you're self isolating with. Okay. You know, getting them all squared away. And and then from there, you know, your tribe, your community, and, and, and you're, you're building these things up and, and you're, you're, you're sharing these experiences, sharing your, your, your growing strength. And only from that grassroots built going up, I think is how you can um, realistically take the agency that, um, that you need to actually make the world a, bit, a little bit better. So if, I, if I'm understanding you, uh, what you're saying is by building uh, resiliency within, by looking inwards and building that resiliency, you're able to actually actually spread that outwards and build resiliency outwards and help uh, create a better, more resilient uh, society through, through building resiliency in yourself. Is yeah. That correct. Yeah, absolutely. And I, th- I, you know, I had the very great fortune and honor of being in the uh, Canadian armed forces uh, as an officer and, you know, being in the combat arms and going through that whole training program, you know, and I think that's, that's one thing, where I have personal hands-on experience of, of being developed, you know, first being broken and then being developed up and going through a series of growing obstacles and overcoming them in sequence um, and sometimes failing, but then having the opportunity to overcome them again and experiencing real triumph and growing triumph. So that way, by the time you end your training phase and you go on to operations in a theater of war, you're already at a high level of competence, of resilience, of gravel in your guts and spit in your eye. Because you've been through a couple ringers, you know, I mean, and but you don't start at the ringer. You don't start, you know, in, in, in round 12 against Muhammad Ali. You, you, you start out in the, you know, in the the lower divisions. You start out against a punching bag, you know. If, if you're so it's like boxing. a muscle in a sense. Yeah. You, you build it. Exactly. So resiliency, just like a muscle, just like... Anything else you're doing, you have to work it out. So if you're, uh, your mind, you're working out by, by reading, by listening, by learning. So your, your mind's this muscle, you're exercising it. Your, your body, if you want to be healthy, you want to exercise your heart, you do cardio, you know, build up those muscles. So resiliency, I think it's not just a word. It's an actual state of being this, this, the, the, the will. If you, another way to say resiliency is your will. Your ability to mm. to withstand the world, uh, world, you know, and, and and these are the people that you admire and respect the most. People who have indomitable indomitable will. Uh, that's a hard word sometimes, but I had the will to <laughs> overcome it. And when you have the will, that's what it is. But it doesn't just come out of 
nothing. It doesn't just come out of a vacuum. It's, it's, it's generated over a lifetime of experiences. Now, sometimes that experience, that, that lifetime can be very short over a chronological time, but there's still a sequence of obstacles that are overcome or failed at and then re reattacked and then succeeding at. And that builds up that ability to, to take a beating. And right. It's almost like going to the gym. You're not going to go and bench 200 pounds out of the gate. You have to build up to it or 500 pounds. You have to build up slowly over time to it. And eventually you can achieve a, a great uh, amount. But it, it's if you go in there and try to do that all at once uh, um, without developing that strength, yes, yeah. uh, you're going to get injured and hurt yourself. Really, really great point for, for, for you know, I, I like that workout metaphor, you know, some guy who's going to put on 500 or let's say 500 pounds on the, on the bench and he's never been in the gym before. You're not just going to hurt yourself. You're going to kill yourself. And I think when it comes to resiliency, when it comes to your will, when it comes to those, your ability to have, you know, gravel in your guts, the first time life takes a sucker punch at you. And if it's a haymaker, you, of course, you're, you're not going to do well. Of course, you're going to have a hard time. And that's okay. Have a little bit of forgiveness. Take a giant step backwards and then come back to what, you know, that the take care of yourself in, this, in, in, in the smallest area and rebuild yourself back up again and realize in order for you to take on the world, first you have to take on yourself. That's, and, a, that's a good uh, good point there, Bryce. I think, and, and I think that's, it's been encouraged in today's modern society to sort of um, not look within not develop that res, uh, resist, resistance or resiliency. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been encouraged to abdicate all of that for uh, responsibility, for ease of effort, for convenience. And uh, But that's not what resiliency is. It's, uh, it's not about ease. It's about building strength so that you're able to draw upon it in the tough times. Exactly. Exactly. You know, when, we're, when you live in an age of expediency, where because of all of the different uh, conveniences of life and of our society are, are built in, there's been very little reason or Cass's belly or however you want to say to, 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 to go that extra effort. But, but I take a look and what my challenge is to myself on a daily basis, and I don't succeed nearly as often as I'd like, but it's, it's to be the best version of me. You know, I, it doesn't matter. I, I, whether you subscribe to a, an, an actual universe or multiverse, but it, if you conceive of it as a, as a multiverse and, and there's an infinite number of Michaels, an infinite number of Bryce's, I, why can't this be the one with the best version of me in it? And then what do I have to do to achieve that those goals? And so I'm only in competition with me. I mean, like, a, frankly, if, if I was setting my benchmark of success against you, I would feel really bad about me on a regular basis. Whereas I set the benchmark against myself, I can actually have a realistic chance of succeeding every day. I don't every, but I have a realistic chance, you know, and, and it's that mind shift of saying, well, what do I want to do? What's, what am I trying to achieve? What am I trying to do? You know, and going back to the boy named Sue, you know, having a hard life, have, you know, being kicked around, you, you, we've talked about all the optimism of all the good stuff that comes out of, you know, having some gravel in your guts and spit in your eye, you know, and having the hard life, and you know, and he's ready for the world, but it can also go the other way. When the world kind of kicks you around a bit, you can turn quite vengeful. Uh, and, and you can, you can embrace the dark side of that, of that same coin. And that, 
that's the opposite of it, it. It's the same challenge. Don't go into that dark side. Don't go into the vengeful piece because that, that that's can also be quite consuming in that song. Sue spends his entire life in search of his father to, to wreak terrible vengeance upon him. And of course, that's not the life best led. And, and he even realized when he has this, this epiphany moment that, is, that his dad, is, as much of a villain as he is, didn't deserve to be killed. And he, and he actually and he lets him live. I mean, it's, it's actually a, a happy ending. Well, I think yeah, he he got into a dangerous situation because he didn't he didn't learn that lesson of uh, he learned uh, toughness and, and things like that, but yeah. but he didn't quite examine that that lesson within himself and then build that sort of inner spirit and uh, and I think today that's that's important, uh, you know, as we're going through tough times, as we're out of our routines. Mm. Um, one thing that's important, no matter your beliefs, is to create rituals for yourself. I think uh, rituals can be very spiritual, but they can also build resiliency. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that it's important in these times as, as we're sort of in the house and, and away from our normal routines to establish rituals for yourself, uh, whatever they are. If you are religious, uh, go back to source, pray, pray, uh, you know, do those things. If, if you're not, find some other rituals that are going to uh, aid you and benefit you. And two questions I think you can ask yourself when you're making a decision, this will help you build some resilience too, is, is this helping to develop my character? Mm. And is this helping to develop my future? And if you're mm. faced with tough decisions, those can be sort of guiding lights in, uh, in your decision-making process. Yeah, very well said, Michael. I mean, I, I, I like that, you know, Going back to source, using ritual, especially in in, in times when, um, you know, now we're all collectively have had the the, the carpet pulled out from underneath us. We're we're all facing these uh, the the beatdowns of wor- of the world. Um, but like you said, find ritual. That's that's a, that's just establishing routine. Finding those periods where you say, okay, you know what, I'm at two o'clock every afternoon. I'm setting tea time. I'm gonna just for me. I'm gonna or I'm gonna find something positive. I'm gonna read something, whether it's uh. Uh, getting into some sort of scripture, whether it's into the Quran, whether the Bible, the Torah, or whether you're into some sort of uh, new age meditative, or you're into some uh, psychology, or whatever it is that makes you happy. Maybe you're a sports nut and you and you want to go over sports uh, statistics of of, a, of your favorite team. Whatever that that point is, the the reason why it's so valuable though, is because you're setting a counter to despair. You're setting a counter to uh, floating around in, in this nebulous form where you're feeling alone. And, of course, that is always the great lie, that you're alone, that you're not worth it. Uh, and you, you can't buy into that. But by getting into ritual, maybe by getting onto a, a FaceTime chat with friends at a regular time, that this is, that this is now your new ritual. And, it, and it's, it, it's an anchor point where you're able to build off of that into something more positive. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Uh, another side of resiliency is that staying connected and, and being connected to community because obviously humans are social creatures and we're going to benefit from that. That will help us provide resiliency. No matter how uh, strong we are on the inside, we still need others and it's important in these times to stay connected and remember that. Uh, well said, my friend. Well, I'm leaving you the last word. Well, I think uh, we talked about some good strategies on how to build resiliency. We'd love to hear from you guys as to how you're building resiliency uh, throughout all of this. And if you have any great uh, 
great insights, please find us on Facebook, uh, Free Range Buffalo. And uh, we can't wait to talk to you. And from all of us here at the Free Range Buffalo, Rome free. free. And like Mike said, like, subscribe, find us, email us. Definitely email Mike. He is extremely conversant and likes to talk to you guys. Stay resilient. I am the boy named Sue.